Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time returning Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, back from his world tour, Dr. Christopher Colin. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Top of the morning to you, laddie. Yeah, uh, I'm. anyone watching this uh, and anybody listening to this can tell I'm immediately regretting this decision to allow you to be on this show with your Irish bowler hat or whatever you, I don't newspaper boy, it says Belfast on it. I mean, you're just, you have embraced the entire Irish uh, country as your own, it looks. Yeah, if you don't know, uh, wife and I and our son went to Ireland, two-week tour. He was invited on a uh, Team USA kind of academy team. Um, did great. Three matches, uh, toured the country. Met a World Cup player, an Olympian for Irish team, and uh, he scored twice in his last game. It was pretty awesome, but um, Ireland was insane. It was amazing. So we, we were separated from our son, so we didn't, like, we can just wing it and do whatever we want. So we flew into Dublin, got drunk there a few nights, drove all the way across the country to Galway, uh, saw the cliffs of Moher, and uh, got just pissed drunk in Galway, which is a great city. And then we drove to Limerick and then Belfast, and that was a doozy. Uh, I can do a whole episode on Belfast because uh, that was – I mean, I knew about the IRA and everything that was uh, a thing, but, man, it was a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. they still – we were looking for dinner at, like, 6 o'clock. They're like, we're not serving anybody. We're closing soon. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, the, you know, like, the troubles. Uh, we're, we haven't recovered. Like, we still get off at 5 and go home, and mm. we're safe at home. And I'm like, I just came from Dublin. I was like, you know, getting breakfast at three in the morning in a in a pint of Guinness. But it's different there. It's a whole different ball game. So, uh, man, what a tour! What a tour! Amazing. But now we're right into football. Yeah, we're right into football. And you know, uh, I grew up in Dublin, California. You were in Dublin, Ireland. I'm actually in Dublin, Ohio, right now. Actually, I'm in, technically in Columbus, but I'll be going to Dublin, Ohio, for dinner a little bit later here tonight. So. Uh, uh, speaking of football, like you said, I, I flew into Ohio the day after <laughs> our hero, Zach Thomas, was in Ohio to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which, you know, if there's ever a Dolphins moment, like if we could encapsulate the last 20 years of a Dolphins fan moment uh, like the team has, it would be that. Let's fly to the place where the entire legendary status of all Miami Dolphins are going to be. But let's go the day after, Chris. That's uh, yeah. that's what that's where I am right now. Yeah, when I found that out and you told me that you're going to be in Ohio, I was like, he's clearly going for Zach Thomas's induction to Canton. No. Uh, but thus was not the case. No. He flew in the day after. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a possibility you maybe like passed him at TSA as he's flying out. You missed everything. I passed um, every Rondé Barber fan I've ever seen in my life. Like it was, there was a lot of fans here for a, a team from Florida, but it was the wrong team in general. I just, 
Uh, and then I, th- I told you this off air. I might as well just tell everyone. I leave in a couple of days from uh, from what I'm recording right now, and I fly into Midway, which is the smaller airport in Chicago. It's a 20 minute flight, Chris. It's going to take <laughs> me an hour and a half to get through security, get on the bus, uh, or you know, get on the plane, taxi, take off, and then I'm going to. By the time we take off, and they're like, "Welcome to the flight. We'll be landing," and then I have a six hour layover before I take basically a direct flight home from there uh, back to California. It's going to be, uh, I don't know. I want to kill myself, Chris. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to jump off a bridge. Who's your travel agent? Fireman Ed? Like, <laughs> like, good Lord. Somebody hates you. I, I, yeah, I probably had like a Patriots fan book this. I have no 20 idea. 20 minute but flight, uh, Sam. I, you can't even like put your seat back. They're going to be no. like, uh, you're going to take off and they're like, all right, the seatbelt side's coming off. All right. Seatbelt sign's on. We're getting ready to, 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 to land. <laughs> like, it's like I'm going to go to the Columbus airport and look out the window and go, oh, there's the other airport that I'm going to fly to. Like, I can see it out the window. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the stupidest thing. Hi, uh, airport. Oh, I'll see you guys soon. Save me a seat at the restaurant. Like, I can put my name down at a restaurant. Like, I can make reservations. <laughs> and they could be like, okay, we'll text you when your table's ready. And, like, I could land and go to the restaurant and be like, sir, we haven't texted you yet. Like, Yeah, it, it, your it, little buzzer hasn't gone off. You're like, but I flew here. Like, I was on a plane. And they're like, yeah, great. Your cable's still not ready. Uh, you got to wait outside Chili's for another 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I would be at Chili's as well because it'd be a restaurant <laughs> in an airport. Uh, it's either at Chili's or, you know, like the last TGI Fridays on Earth. Um, <laughs> speaking of ridiculous, though, like it's a ridiculous flight. Uh, it's ridiculous that you told me a story that you were in Ireland and uh, the, the second most popular beer in all of <laughs> Ireland, Chris. Why don't you let everybody know that yeah. the, you know, the, the, the plebs who don't get to travel around the world like you tell everybody <laughs> the mystery craft beer that the Irish drink uh, so that you, too, at home, citizens of Perfectville, can be just like the Irish. Yeah. So we're sitting there in this Irish pub and every single tap is uh, from a beer from Ireland. There's a. Uh, uh, 16 hops there's five lamps that's a dublin brewery guinness of course has its own like beautiful like thing with their taps and then there's uh carlsberg which isn't irish it's more like norway i think or something Den- danish but still not american sure. and all, all these different beers and all of a sudden i see there's a tap for good old blue rocky mountain Coors light and I had drank enough to where I was like, was like to the bartender, which is by the way, they don't tip in Ireland. So oh, every bartender like just stops and fills your beer up. So I was constantly drinking full beers because I wasn't waiting for one specific waiter that's getting I, my tip. Yeah. So like everyone just walked by and, Hey, you good? Do you need something? I'm like, absolutely. And they would just help me because they don't care. They're not working for tips, which was great. So I started chatting up one of them who was a huge American basketball fan. So me and him started talking about it. And uh, I was like, what's with the uh, what's with the fucking Coors Light? <laughs> like, what is that? And he's like, oh, mate, other than Guinness, that is the most popular beer here for, for Irish folks. And I'm like, are you serious? So me and Charlotte, my wife, started paying attention. And every five minutes, there's a 25, 30-year-old Irishman coming up to the bar to order a pint of Coors Light. And wow. uh, I was like, that's, that's insane. There's all these different amazing Irish beers that I couldn't get enough of, and they're just drinking the old silver bullets, and it just blew my mind. How, like, how much does it cost for a Coors Light over in Ireland? Because they have like poured it over there at some point, right? I don't have a brewery in town. Yeah. Um. So you're looking at if you're not in Dublin, if you're in Galway, or we stopped in Athlone, which is a random middle area. I got like five five euro for a Guinness, a pint of Guinness, and then you're looking at around the same five six wow. euro for a Coors Light. And, you know, it's funny, too, that it says Coors, but it's not the banquet beer. It's it's Coors with the Coors Light logo, but they, they remove light. They want they don't want you to think it's light, but it clearly, yeah. clearly is. Um, uh, yeah. And I had a Heineken over there, and Heineken was incredible because it was like didn't sit in a barrel all day in America on the trip over. It not No skunky flavor, nothing. Like Heineken was just fucking bomb.com over in Ireland. Wow. That and Guinness was great. I, see, I, you would have given me five chances, and I would have never guessed that. I would have, uh, if I'd put money down on that, I would have lost <laughs> that yeah. Coors Light was the beer. Coors but Light. I, yeah, but if I were to gamble, I would do it at Bet Online, Chris. That's right, because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Maybe not Coors Light. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting 
and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. That's right, from your phone, you degenerates. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. There's always this moment, Chris, where I I, I, I tie in the bet online and you're like you're getting ready to talk and then you realize, oh, he's doing an ad and then he just kind of like, I can see you slowly get anger <laughs> building up before, you know, being like, all right, it's okay. It's part of this. this is how we get paid. It's fine. I, I know you. I, we've done this so long where I'm like, how is he going to fit in this ad somehow? And you did it to Coors Light. And, and, yeah. and it's a testament to how well you do your job because you, you, the way you host the show is phenomenal because you're, I knew, I know you had, you had that in your mind five minutes ago and you're just waiting for it to hit. And you're like, you know what? I wouldn't have bet Coors Light would be there. I'd lose money. But you know what? I wouldn't lose money. Bet I mean, just class. Oh, yeah. yeah. They say that a lot. And I'm like, class. 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 Well, I will take it. And, you know, I I feel a lot like Lightning McQueen reading the Rusties at the beginning of uh, Cars these days when it comes to like with a little bit of luck, Rusties, like uh, you got to crowbar that in. I had, by the way, uh, shout out to um, who was on the show last week. You were not. Who was, who was on the show? He was he was very memorable. Um, he did a fantastic job. Sean, I'm sorry, it was Sean, it was Sean Williams, uh, writer uh, for SI.com. And he didn't know, and I didn't tell him, like, I'm just going to crowbar this in at any point. So he's just like talking and I just go, oh, you know what, that's Sean, that's right. And here's, boom, right into the ad. He's looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, oh, never mind. You haven't been doing this for seven years with me like Chris has. So, uh, but shout out to Sean. He has some really good insight when it came to the Jalen Ramsey injury. And you and I haven't talked about this, Chris, but there's so much going on right now in the world of the Miami Dolphins, as always. Now, let's just recap. Dalvin Cook still has not signed. He still gives weird bullshit emojis out just about every single day, whether he's going to sign with the Jets or the Dolphins or anybody in particular. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is hurt, but I don't know if he's coming back in December, October, or he's now listed as the starter on the depth chart that was just released by the Miami Dolphins. Um, Tua Tungabailoa got a tattoo. People still get mad that he throws the ball, but sometimes it will wobble and sometimes it doesn't land directly in the receiver's hands, but all the time, most of the time it does. Um, have I missed? Oh, Zach Thomas was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame and that looked rad and awesome. And I'm jealous that I wasn't here other than the day after. Uh, what have I missed here, Chris? Um, what Are we up to speed? What have I missed? What do you want to talk about when it comes to the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, up to speed. Uh, one other thing I'd mentioned is that something I've noticed uh, with my arrival back to the States and watching normal American television, which, by the way, another fun little tidbit, uh, um, the closed captioning in Ireland is a mini person superimposed in the front actually doing the sign language. So mm -hmm. that blew my mind. Yeah, really distracting, really weird. Uh, uh, and not all of it. There's some TV channels. We're watching like Hell's Kitchen or something, and there's just a random white guy in the corner doing Gordon Ramsay's yelling and cursing. And there's no censorship over there either. To show you the ads are kind of crazy. Got a dick ad on my phone. That was fun. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the cursing on television. But, yeah, other than that, I've been watching NFL Network and ESPN here, and I did notice a shit ton of Miami Dolphins on the NFL Top 100. Yeah, And I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, you're talking about Armstead, Waddle, Ramsey, Tua. Um, I think, uh, of course, Tyreek Hill's top 10. I think he's number seven recently. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a loaded team here. Mike McDaniel, of course, has had some good little uh, nugs uh, in his press conferences. But, yeah, Dalvin Cook still, as of this, as we speak, is still the bet uh, odds on favorite, speaking of uh, my bookie, uh, to go with the Dolphins. We're still negative 150 to get Dalvin Cook. So, He's just kind of waiting it out. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, Kareem Hunt is visiting some teams. Uh, maybe he's waiting on to see what he signs for. But um, all all real news about our running back room is looking well. Like, you know, Mostert's wearing the orange jersey. Uh, a chain has scored a touchdown. He's looking fast. So maybe they don't even make the move. Who knows? Well, a couple things. Uh, my bookie, you threw us back into a time warp. I believe it's betonline. AG these days, not no longer my bookie. Fuck my bookie. Um, unless they are going to pay us again, then you know I'll, I'll unfuck my bookie. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're right. So there, there are some things here that I do think we do need to talk about. Yes, you're right. We had six players, if I'm not mistaken, in the top 100. And doing the average, there's 32 teams. That means we should everyone should have about three players, which means we took somebody else's other spot. So sorry, Arizona Cardinals, but uh, your, your lack <laughs> of good players is going to 
be our benefit. Jalen Ramsey being down probably till November or December is going to hurt this team, but they are pretty damn deep. Um, what I was talking last week about is like, what sucks about this is that he was the new toy. Like imagine if we got Tyreek last year and then he got hurt right away. We'd just be like gutted. Uh, but you know, Jalen Ramsey was supposed to be that guy, the Tyreek Hill of the defense. And of course he goes down with an injury. Um, but he's going to come back. I mean, he's already off crutches, which is amazing. I think it was like four or five days and he ditched the crutches. No uh, brace either. Yeah. I mean, he's a superhuman athlete, so it, it would not surprise me if he pushes the boundaries and comes back a lot sooner than anybody thinks. Um, so that was really a lot of fun to see. And then I have to, you know, shout out to the defense, Christian Wilkins, Wilkins, you know, you and I were on the show a couple months ago and we talked about, you know, who would we sign Connor Williams, Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. And I believe you said Zach Sealer first. And I was thinking, well, maybe we would take Connor Williams because we've at least seen him in this offense. And we don't know if Christian Wilkins is going to be that dude in a new system with Vic Fangio. We kind of needed to see it first. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Sam Marcoux Perfectville curse is back on because not only has he proved it so far, he's gone as far as like old man, get off my lawn, curmudgeon Vic Fangio has come out and been like, he's everything I could ever dream of. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to pay this guy and we should do it now. I'm, I'm going to reverse yes. what I said before and say, do it now because he's going to cost us a fucking fortune with every single practice, every single preseason game. And of course, regular season game where he performs under this one year contract for his fifth year extension, as opposed to a long-term deal. I say sign him now. Yeah, I agree with you. And not only did he sign him because of his physical abilities, but that is the last guy I'm going to be playing against. Yeah. You know, we love him. We love yeah. him. His antics, the stealing the towels and ripping off the necklaces. If he's on any other team, fuck that guy. I can't <laughs> stand that guy. But, you know, Godchow wasn't that guy. Jared Odrick wasn't that guy. He was quiet, reserved. So I don't care if we lose him. You don't want to lose a Christian Wilkins. That's a guy no. the locker room loves. It'll just cause terrible morale everywhere we've talked about it a million times about him going and celebrating with our offense when they score because he's that invested in his team he, he, he should be a captain and is a captain no matter if he has a c on his chest or not and you you got to pay him because if he has another insane year especially with Vic Angio's defense it's going to cost even more it's inflation right away I'm only laughing because I uh, I was watching one of those videos of him, you know, talking shit to other teams. <laughs> he's like against the Giants or something. And he goes, he's pointing at the guy and the guy like swiped at him. He goes, ooh, you're going to get fined. You're going to get fined. You're playing for free this week, fat boy. And just seeing a fat boy <laughs> call another guy a fat boy, like, it just it, it warms my heart. Uh, it, was, uh, it was class. It was pure class, as the Irish would say. So uh, here's the thing. If they don't sign him, would you consider trading him before the trade deadline to try and recoup? I mean, well, I don't know what you're going to get. He was a first round pick. I doubt you're going to get a first round pick for him, but I don't know. I mean, what do you do if you can't sign him before the season? Uh, wait and try to sign him after the season or maybe franchise tag him. I mean, franchise. We, yeah. yeah we, we, we keep Christian Wilkins on this team. There's no way you let him walk. Uh, I would definitely start getting him in the room though. Like now, because guess who's going to get paid in a couple more years and it's not, not, and I, and I know it's two but, not Tua, Jalen Phillips. Yep. This guy's lighting up camp also. He had a hell of a uh, split practice with Atlanta today. was in the backfield constantly. This guy is going to absolutely thrive uh, with Bradley Chubb and Vic Vangio around and a part of this defense. So uh, he's going to get paid in a couple of years. So you have to get Christian Wilkins locked up ASAP. Well, you also have not only Tua and Jalen Phillips, but you also have Jalen Waddle. Uh, he's going to have to Oof. get paid. And, oh, guess what? Because he was technically a second-round pick and not a first-round pick, we don't have the fifth-year option when it comes to Javon Holland. So he's going to have to get paid here before too long, too. But it's interesting to me, you know, you look at that round, uh, that first round, and for all the whatever, uh, Chris Greer, he got it wrong with Austin Jackson, Noah Igbenogany, who we should be talking about as well, by the way. Um, Javon Holland looks like he's going to be an absolute superstar. Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio does not hand out flowers. He, he doesn't, but here's who he handed out the flowers to Christian Wilkins and he handed it out to Javon Holland. He's, he's gone as far as to say, we don't know who the other starter is going to be opposite of Javon Holland at this point, which I think puts some of these people like Deshaun Elliott um, and, and others on notice. Like you better up your game because this is not a guaranteed spot for you uh, at this moment. But the fact that he said Javon Holland's the guy, 
that guy's going to be a superstar. Christian Wilkins is out there just wreaking havoc everywhere. Jalen Phillips, there's some debate as to whether or not he's doing uh, enough in practice or not. I think he is. It looks like he's going to take off this season. And there's a lot of people, a lot of smart people who are around this game that feel the same way. Um, it looks pretty good. That defensive line looks menacing. It looks like the Vic Fangio defense for that defensive line is going to be a big-time benefit for the Miami Dolphins this year. So I'm feeling really, really good about that part of um, – our defense here, Chris, I don't know yet how I feel about the interior linebackers. You have David Long, who seems like he's doing okay, but Vic mm-hmm. Fangio came out and said, hey, there's a reason why he has, doesn't have the orange jersey yet. And then, of course, you have um, uh, Jerome Baker out there, who, again, seems to be doing all right, but I am not hearing their names a lot. Are you concerned at all about the starting interior linebackers for the Miami Dolphins here in 2023? Yeah, and considering that's a position I played and coached um, specifically other than defensive coordinator, that position itself, yes, because there's just not somebody that's standing out and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, we got that stud there. Uh, Channing Tindall has been just completely a disappointment. Yeah. Um, names not being mentioned at all other than beat reporters saying we're not seeing anything from Channing Tindall. <laughs> Um, Baker, yeah, is just being Jerome Baker at this point. And David Long has been – some practices have been good that I've, I've read and heard about. Um, you know, a lot of fans on Twitter said he's standing out some. Uh, but nothing like that's taking your breath away. However, yeah. if your front seven's good enough and your DBs are good enough, you don't really need a superstar there um, to win playoff games and go deep. But you're going to need somebody to step up for sure or we go and get a free agent or trade for somebody. Well, I would say we can go get another free agent defensive back to fill the Jalen Ramsey spot, but we've been doing that. Not only do we sign Eli Apple, we signed about three or four other defensive backs and cornerbacks here over the last week. And it doesn't seem like any of them are going to be in the mix necessarily to start or take minutes away from where Jalen Ramsey would have been. It does look like Cam Smith is going to be primed to spend a lot of time on the field. And he's another one that he's a rookie. And this is a position that I think, in my opinion, other than like a sauce gardener or, or, or these big superstars, it can take a minute for you to get your feet underneath you as a starter or a contributing defensive back or cornerback. Um, but Vic Fancho put him on notice already, Chris. I mean, we see some good highlights from Cam Smith laying out, knocking balls down at the end zone in practice, but Vic Fancho basically came out and said he needs to be more consistent. He needs to understand the playbook. He needs to understand what the hell he's doing out there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cam Smith from everything you've seen, read, or heard about uh, so far in camp? Yeah, the, the Fangio stuff doesn't really worry me. He's a rookie. I mean, it's who knows what kind of defense they ran in South Carolina. Uh, but from everything I've seen physically, uh, as far as traits and how he is on the field and from fan accounts that are there in person, right, Cam Smith is a dog. Yeah, He's a dog. He's out there. He's diving. He's chirpy. He's everything you want from a pick that at the moment you're like, why are we picking a corner here? <laughs> oh, it looks brilliant weird. in hindsight. Now yeah. it looks absolutely brilliant because Jalen yeah. Ramsey gets hurt. Uh, we're we're going to lose him for most of the fall. And I'll, well, Cam Smith can step up with Noah Iganabine also having a decent camp from what all counts that I'm seeing. Um, so, yeah, Cam Smith, I think he's going to be fine. He's already making plays out there because he can physically do so. But I think he's going to be even better once he gets the playbook, things slow down for him. And that might take half the season. I mean, who knows? This is the NFL. All guys are good. All guys are great. And you got coaches constantly trying to, you know, find your weaknesses and expose them. And he's going to have to get over that. But his physical traits are good enough to where he's not going to kill us if he's out there getting a lot of playing time, like you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, there's there's this defense right now uh, has looked much sharper recently, uh, especially after the Jalen Ramsey injury. I mean, it, it, you see all the, f- the fun highlights from Tua and to Tyreek and, you know, uh, a lot of throws and all that. And that's all oohs and ahs. But it, I think the defense took it personally when Jalen Ramsey went down, because I think the day after he went down, they had 12 sacks or something like that in practice. And they haven't really let up since. I mean, the, the offensive certainly got some licks in, but. This defense looks like it's ready to start playing football tomorrow, Chris. Uh, Again, I think the inside linebacker area and possibly the depth at safety are the areas of of concern for me. Uh, But I feel like this defense is is really catching on with Vic Fangio. And I think Vic Fangio is going to be uh, somebody was asking me yesterday. I was doing a a podcast appearance on another uh, podcast, I think, for a, a Rams radio show, if I'm not mistaken. And they asked me, what was the biggest move that the Miami Dolphins made? this so far in this off season. And I said, it's gotta be Vic Fangio. I mean, he was yes. number one, him bringing in this system, you know, purging ourselves from some ridiculous Josh Boyer 
um, applications of this defense. I mean, he he found some good players. Obviously, we just talked about him, but at the same time, I don't know if he deployed them the right way. And it seems like we're deploying our right people the right way on defense. Uh, what does have me concerned, Chris, is there's two areas on offense that um, I'm 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 going to have diarrhea about this year. I'm pretty sure they're going to make me shit my pants while watching the Miami Dolphins play offense. And do you care to guess which position groups uh, I might be um, shitting my pants over? Oh, let me guess. Um, tight end and line. Ding, ding, ding. I would have said line and tight end, but either way, it's not going to be a tight end because I'm going to shit my pants every single time one of these tight ends can't get open, can't block, and somehow either gets to a tongue of Iloa sacked or throwing interceptions when he shouldn't be because they run the wrong way or they can't catch the ball or whatever the case is going on. I don't know what the hell's happening at the tight end position, but what we have right now is not it. I mean, Mike Gesicki, it was time for him to go. It's fine. I've made peace with that, but we did not replace him with a suitable replacement in the draft. We certainly didn't do it in free agency. We haven't traded for anybody. I don't know who is going to pick up that mantle right now, but if we go in there with Durham Smythe being the best tight end on this team, we're going to have to look elsewhere for a, a, a consistent third option behind Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, we're going to have to move Ingold over to tight end or something because uh, <laughs> Smite's a great guy. He's a good guy, uh, just not it. And, and tight end was one of the positions I was hoping to go after in the draft um, or even an undrafted option. But um, you're right. We have to figure that out because in the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan and the Mike McDaniel – offense tight end is king like you saw Gusecki um you know make some plays last year was he the focal point no but he was an outlet for two on many third downs many uh, options to get big yardage and look at George Kittle and the 49ers and how they use him uh and his block we just don't have that guy there and like you said you know who's behind Tyreek and Waddle as far as uh, explosive options go, Gusecki at least kept them honest because of his size, his speed, and his ability to get open. Um, we just don't have that replacement now. I mean, do you think we go out and get anybody? Is there a free agent out there that's still chilling? I, I don't think so. But the tight end market, in my opinion, was huge in the draft. Uh, very top-heavy, of course, with the guy from Notre Dame and um, Georgia and, and – um, gosh, who's that other one? Uh they're both from Georgia, two from Georgia, yeah. But still, I mean, like, um, wait, Bowers, he hasn't come out yet. Brock Bowers, I think he has another year left. That guy's He's got insane. another year. That's yeah, insane. I mean. But anyway, there, there's tight ends there, and we didn't go after any of them, so. No, I mean, if I'm looking at the depth chart right now, I mean, uh, Durham Smythe is our starter, and that's fine. Some guy named Croft, who I don't even know who that is, is our second. Laura Croft's brother. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah Tomb, Tomb Raider, at least. Yeah, there they go. Uh, Eric Salbert, who I think was our big free agent pickup out of Denver. Uh, Tanner Connor, who basically has the last names of sitcom dads, Danny Tanner and Danny Connor from Roseanne and Full House. Uh, that's what he's known for. Higgins, who is the, the actual tight end that we got from Stanford. He's like fifth on the depth chart behind. But he Danny. was like a receiver. Like they're switching the tight end, right? Like, and he's like fifth on the yeah. depth chart. And then in number 89, Jay Hill. Well, I don't even know who that is. I would rather have Drew Jonah. Hill so we could. Yeah. I, okay. Perfect. Jonah Hill. There you go. Moneyball. Um, I don't know who these guys are. Half the half of them, I don't know who. Hold on, are. hold on, because fans are going to get mad about that. The first movie that came to your mind when I said Jonah Hill was Moneyball. Apparently, really. I mean, what was I going to say? Uh, super bad. Okay, I draw dicks. Sure, why not? Yeah, at it's least do the right. Really, Jonah Hill. This is this is the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, fine, sure. I, that was. I think that was a Pixar movie, right? But I like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, absolutely. Andy from Toy Story was snorting coke off a hooker's ass. Yeah, it was a Pixar movie. Uh, yeah, I remember that scene. And uh, yeah, and the radio flyer car drove off to go get more hookers, and they they struggled to get back into the car. I I know I, I saw the whole thing. Um, <laughs> who cares, Jonah Hill? I'm bitching about the seventh string tight end, Chris, and you're over here giving me shit about Jonah Hill. Sorry, it's the Irish in me. I uh... <laughs> you just bombed you off just bombed the oh. entire topic. <laughs> Yeah, I was told by everybody not to order one of those when you go over there. It's like if you come over here and order a 9-11 or something. So, like, yeah, you don't do that because yeah, bartender might have that. had somebody that actually – you can do it here. Yeah. It's not in Ireland, especially not in Belfast. Is there like a that. drink called a 9-11? 
No, but if they oh. ordered one and a bartender's like, my uncle died in the South Tower, like, they'd be upset about it. And that's the same thing with the car bombs in Ireland. I got a shout out to Daoud, um, Daoud Namiar. He's a comedian. He's uh, Muslim. He's got a great joke about when people, white guys, would come up to him and go, oh, yeah, you're Muslim, huh? Well, my, my uncle died at 9 11. He goes, pick it easy. So did mine. Um, oh, <laughs> good joke that's uh, a good joke that's yeah. a really good joke yeah but speaking uh, of jokes did you see the one that uh, on the uh the kelsey brother podcast no which one's that it's a really good joke it's, it's a little lengthy but this is welcome to perfect Bill. who cares yeah um a bunch of guys are sitting around and one guy stands up and he goes I'm, I'm really fast i think i'm the fastest guy in the world and i'm gonna i'm gonna go prove it let's call the guinness book of world records and he goes out and he runs a 40 they time it they take a picture they send it to the guinness book of records to see if he's the fastest guy in the world next guy goes uh i'm really tall i think i'm the tallest guy in the world i'm gonna measure myself and send it to the guinness book of records so they they do it and they send it to the guinness book of records and the next guy goes i have the smallest dick in the world and i'm going to send it to the guinness book of records so they take out a ruler they measure it take a picture and send it to the guinness book of records well, two weeks go by and letters return to see who is the top three or whatever the Guinness Book of Records. Fastest guy opens the envelope and he goes, I did it. I'm the fastest guy in the world. And the second guy opens his envelope and he goes, oh, my God, I'm the tallest guy in the world. I'm number one. And then the third guy with a small dick, he opens the envelope and he looks at it and he's all excited. And he goes, who the fuck is Sam Marcoux? I, I fucking knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Like happened to his joke. I'm like, I know where this is going. But it's cool that the Kelsey brothers talked about me on their show. So that's good. <laughs> they did. They talked about you and uh, uh, Travis. Also had Pat Mahomes on. And he mentioned Dan Marino's rookie year stat line, and Travis Kelsey said, "Yeah, that was crazy." Back in the seventies, <laughs> like didn't even know when he played. Like Jesus Christ. Might as well have been. It was forty years ago. Um, the uh, I'll, I'll tell you a good joke. It's actually a stupid joke, but I like it. Maybe it's one of those dumb jokes. It's not really a dad joke, but it's one of those jokes. You're like, that's oh, stupid, but it made you laugh. So now you have to shut up. So these three guys, the, they're stranded on an island. They've been there for a long time. They're walking around. They're trying to figure out how to get home, how to get off this island. And they come across this uh, this genie lamp. So they rub the genie lamp and a genie comes out and goes, since there's three of you, you can each get one wish. And the first guy says, you know, I'm really lonely and I miss my family. I'd like to go home. That's my wish. So the guy goes, poof, wish granted. And the guy disappears and goes home. And then the second guy goes, you know, I'm pretty lonely. I miss my family too. Uh, I wish I could go home. And he goes, wish granted, poof. And the guy disappears and he goes to the third guy and goes, what would you like for your wish? And he goes, well, now I'm all alone. I wish they'd come back. <laughs> see ya they're like, see, it no. gets you yeah it tickles you in the ribs a little bit like ah that's dumb i'll tell it later see, um, there's, there's a version of that from the movie boondock saints it's a lot more racist yeah well of course yeah. i'm not yeah. gonna say that we're yeah we're, of course i mean yes. well I'll, we'll talk offline but yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of jokes we, i mean we have mexican the, friends it's fine yeah i mean and 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 who are not friends for those who embrace the impossible the defender 110 is up for the adventure this iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. With, I think, right now are Liam Eikenberg and, and possibly Austin Jackson. I, yeah. I can't quite figure out what the Miami Dolphins see in Liam Eikenberg as the left guard at this point. I think he's miscast. I think he needs to be a tackle and maybe not even a starting tackle, but a swing tackle. That seems, I mean, that's what they drafted him as Chris. And yes, they, he, he was, he was successful at Notre Dame. He was like one of the better tackle. How do you get worse? Like, I, and they switch positions on, him. I just don't get it. I got to imagine that Butch Berry has got to be feverishly out of post-it notes right now. Like he's got to have an order into office depot because there's got to be so many notes on the locker of Liam Eikenberg. He's getting beat in practice. He's getting beat in, you know, by the Falcons. He's getting beat by just about anything and everyone that has a pulse or even doesn't like I, I saw a plant fall over and it still got past Liam and, and shoestring tackled to a, I mean, it's just, it doesn't look like this experiment is going anywhere yet. They continue to say, no, we like what we're seeing. And Austin Jackson seemed like they're saying it's like no Igbenogade. I don't buy the Igbenogade hype at this point, but Austin and Noah seem like they're, oh yeah, no, finally, this is the year. We're going to make it happen. I just don't see it, Chris. Like, what am I missing? Why am I not more excited? Yeah, honestly, I'm like, uh, it's just, I feel like we've been saying this for yeah. years. Um, and it's a, just pick, pick your linemen and replace it with someone else. Uh, but Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson are just one of those, I don't know, is it Chris Greer? Like, he's been dating this person very long, and he just doesn't want to, like, just end it because he's nervous and doesn't know what life's like without him. Because, like, Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson are just so bad. I was worried when we got uh, Armstead that he was going to decline in yeah. work rate because, obviously, it must be our coaching or something. But just Greer's not picking the right player. But Liam Eikenberg in Notre Dame, like – he was good. He was a good yeah. tackle yeah. stat wise. I mean, he gave up like what four sacks total in four years starting for a uh, ACC, you know, top power five school. Like, I mean, how was he so bad now in the NFL? Like it just doesn't make any kind of sense. No. And we switched coaches. We thought we got a better coach in Applebaum and um, they're still giving up four sacks to the Falcons today. So I, I just don't, I don't know what the answer is, Sam. And, and I feel like we've been having this conversation so much, like you said earlier in the show, you want to vomit like this makes me vomit talking about O-line again. Yeah, I just I, I really hope that something comes together. I don't know what, but I hope something comes together and this gets fixed because even our offensive coordinator was an offensive line coach. It seems like we've thrown so many assets out there in terms of first round draft picks, signing free agents, trading for people, you know, revolving people in different systems, trying to get friends of Mike McDaniel and trying to get other people in. And none of it seems to be working. And I can't quite figure out why that is. And I know we're not the only franchise that has this, but it's like, good Lord, we got to figure that. I mean, you, you have to, the window is a two year window and you can't let that window be shut because uh, two people on the offensive line can't pull their weight quite literally. Big fat asses can't do anything. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, that Those are the areas that I'm concerned about, the areas to watch as we go into our first preseason game against these Atlanta Falcons. Um, we're going to be looking for offensive line help outside of the starters that we know are going to be there. Three-fifths of it are done. The other two, I, I think, are still up in the air. Uh, the inside linebacker area, uh, safety uh, next to Javon Holland. And of course, somebody on this tight end squad has to step up and do something other than what we've seen. Uh, is there any other areas of concern or areas that you'd be focused on, Chris, going into game one against the Atlanta Falcons later this week? Yeah, I'm excited to look at the depth at running back and receiver just to see who's behind Tyreek, who's behind Waddle, who's somebody that can step up. I mean, ba Braxton Berrios is having a good camp from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric uh, Us Usagama uh, Exakama is doing all right. Can we draft somebody with a last name like Smith? Like we did, Timmons. Tim Smith. We finally yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. We did. Thank you, Greer. Um, and Brandon Jones should be back at safety next to Javon Holland. Hopefully, I mean, I think he's still recovering from injury uh, from last year, but he was hell of a player last last season and before his injury. Um, we just don't know if Vic Fangio is going to use him the same as 
he was using the box a lot, a lot of blitzing against yeah. the run and things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely just depth. I mean, depth, uh, I really don't care about quarterback and seeing those guys, whatever. Um, Mike White will do fine. But, yeah, I want to see the receivers behind our starters. Um, if maybe somebody step up at tight end. You know, you never know when the game starts, when the bullets are flying. So, uh, Zach actually has a scrimmage 6.30 p.m. Friday. So I'll be at that. So I'm probably going to watch a replay Saturday. Um, but, of course, I'm, it's not a real game. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep abreast to it and everything during the actual night. But I'll watch Saturday, kind of get a feel for it. But that's what I'm going to be looking for is, is it, I, I, I can't wait to see the rookies. You know, Cam Smith, he plays. And uh, at, at Chain, the running back, this kid is lightning in a bottle. So it's going to be cool to watch those guys. Do you think Tua plays? Uh, do, do you think he plays, uh, you know, and if so, how, how long does he play? I mean, I wouldn't fucking play him. Like, I, I don't understand why you would. He's getting plenty of practice reps. And the last fucking thing you need is some eighth, you know, fifth round defensive end that comes free and he wants to make his goddamn name and he puts two out for six weeks. Like there's just no right. point. Like just I, don't even, don't even play him. It's, it's I would fine. be worried about that as much as that a guy named Calais Campbell, who's on that defensive line. And we all know what he does when he matches up against quarterbacks for the Miami dolphins. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you need to play uh, to a tongue of I don't think you need to play Jalen Waddle. I don't think you need to play Tyree kill. I'd like to see Braxton Berrios out there, Robbie chosen, Eric as um, And of course I think the running backs, I, I would be okay with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson jr. Not playing either. And just yes. reps to Gaskin, a chain and um, uh, Ahmed. Ahmed and see who's going going to take that, you know, third uh, at this point, third back in that backfield. So I, I would see the starters if they play it, it's got to be a one and done, like get in there, get out. But I don't need to see Tyreek Hill out there. I don't need to see Jalen Waddle out there. I certainly don't need to see Tua Tungabailoa. Now on defense, it's a little bit of a different story. I'd like to see this defense uh, even in their base three, four, whatever, uh, for, for Vic Fangio, I want to see the starters out there for at least one series. I want to just see what yeah. it looks like, have them line up, make sure that they understand game time situations, even in a generic vanilla preseason game. And then I'd get them out of there too. And let the, uh, let the, you know, backups and, and third stringers battle it out. I, I, that's how I would like to see this game against the Atlanta Falcons go. Um, anything else, uh, kickers, punters. It seems, I, I, I guess we've made it a decision on a punter here, Chris, uh, we cut, uh, the Turk, uh, the Turk went and got the Turk. And now we have, um, what was it? Jake Bailey, if I'm not mistaken, former Patriot who I actually, if you look at his stats other than last year, when he was injured, he's a really good player. So I don't know why people are all up in arms about an undrafted rookie punter being cut when we have a really, really good punter at home, Chris. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to, to talk about with regards to this team. I think we've done a pretty good job of just recapping what we've seen and what we've heard. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Zach Thomas. I have, uh, there was a video that I saw and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, but, uh, before we jump into that and end on a good note, anything else about this game coming up, this team currently, uh, that you want to talk about? You're muted. You're muted. I don't hear you at all. Nope. Lost you. Nope. He just went dark. Did you uh, mute yourself on your headphone somehow? No, it wouldn't have been that. Nope. We were on a roll. Something happened. Like I heard myself for half a second. And then nothing at all. Hello. There you are. Hey. I don't know what that was. I don't either. No. Um, I'll just cut it out. It doesn't matter. Uh, I was just asking if there are anything else we want to talk about the team before we switch over. No, I'm good. Let's uh, move on to Zach. Uh, he deserves it. Okay. Well, I saw this video, Chris, and it was put together. It, it, have you seen this? It was on YouTube. It's like six or seven minutes. And it's Zach Thomas watching game film of his greatest yes. plays. Do you saw that? Yep. Sure did. Yeah. What a He's great like idea. In the movie theater or whatever. Yep. Like. Oh, I loved it. I thought that was that was fantastic. Uh, great idea. So I, actually, before I saw that, I wanted it. I had this premise in my mind. And then I saw that and I went, we're going to do that. Um, what play in your mind is the one that epitomizes Zach Thomas the most? Like if you could just pick one play to show somebody who's never seen him play and say, this is why he's special. Which play would it be and why? Can I have three? No, you can have one. Please. I'm going to say three because I'm the co-host of the show. Fuck you. Fair enough. <laughs> Knocking out Lavernius Coles. Jesus, the concussion. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, 
the front flip Monday night football against Tennessee open uh, opening Monday night football game of the season. I mean, you want to talk about like thinking it was our year. Like we just kicked ass national TV. Zach had a pick six, but my third one is the stop. And I think the fullback was Chandler for the Falcons. Yeah. When Vic ran all over us and they needed a, it was like a fourth and goal. And supposedly Zach broke his neck or had a broken neck or something. And literally met this fullback in the middle, yep. twice his size, st- st- stalemated him, and fucking won us the game. And that was like, you want to talk about grit and putting your team on your back, never leaving the field, head up with somebody. I just want it more than you. That play right there. So the, the two are C and B. A is that play. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that game. Vic was insane. I think it was his rookie year, maybe the year after. Just nuts. And we needed to stop more than anything. And Zach Thomas stepped up right on the goal line in our home field and, and, and made that stop for our team. Yeah, I, that's a great play. I mean, uh, I think they talked to his sister during the Hall of Fame ceremonies, Katina, and she said that uh, the bus stop, as she calls it, when he stuffed Jerome Bettis and dropped him as well. Uh, Didn't to they me, use the sound of that hit in video games. I, I'm like, sure that hit they had Jerome Bettis, and he made him make a sound of like getting hit, and they used that audio in video games for tackles yeah i mean i i to me that mar think about this that front flip against the tennessee titans that interception is to me uh the the play for zach thomas if you look at that pre-snap how he moves around if you look at when he decides to break because he knows the ball's going in that direction he takes the ball and he scores a touchdown which at the time it may still be there it was a record for the miami dolphins in terms of uh, pick sixes by a defender or linebacker or whatever the stat was but what really got me especially when you watch that video because he's doing that flip and he goes yeah i gotta work on that you know i gotta i wish i had that one back but But that's isn't but isn't that the epitome of Zach Thomas? He always barely made it, but he made it. And like even getting into the That's Hall great. of Fame, it seemed like he wasn't ever going to get there. He was going to be just short, but somehow completes the flip and makes it in. And I look at that flip, and to me, that is the Zach Thomas play because it's everything that he did as a player, all of his prep work, the physicality that he did have, putting himself in a position to win. He talks all the time about taking half a step to the left or half a step to the right, and that being the difference between making a stop in the hole and being blocked and burned and having somebody go past you for 25 yards on a run. He was so prepared, and he was just so good, and he had good instincts, and he had a great football mind that he puts himself in a position to make that play, and then he finishes it, and he finishes in the most Zach Thomas way ever. Non-athletic, worst flip you ever see, but he somehow figures out a way with the will and the grit to finish it, finish the flip, not break his neck, and land. And uh, to me, that was just the most Zach Thomas play there has been, which is why it's probably shown over and over and over again. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, it's a great call to uh, the uh, Al Michaels, I think it might be. Uh, they're talking. They were literally talking about him yeah. before the play. And then they're like, there's Zach. There he is. We were just talking about him. You know, set the tone for the season. National TV on the road. And we do go out there and just spank the Titans. That's definitely why it's one of my top three. It's just iconic when you said that. The first thing I think of is his head barely grazing the field as he's front flipping into the end zone. But one of the coolest things I thought about the highlights of Zach during his speech and before it leading up to it was every big play he made, Sam. And this is something, whew, I got emotional during it. His teammates, right? His teammates, man. Every single big play, there's eight to nine other defenders that are just loving on him, running, sprinting to hug him and celebrate with him because they know and knew how hard he worked and how much it meant to him and how much harder he had to work because of his limitations. And he did it. And to see that to fruition and him have success, his teammates loved him so much that they wanted to be there and celebrate that with him. And I thought that every every single video, no matter the generation or the decade or the year, it was some other group of players that were just loving Zach Thomas and being his teammate. And that's that's what he what meant to me. 
Yeah, and the other thing that stood out in that video where he's diagnosing his own plays is the very first play. If you haven't seen that video, it's it's a, I think it's a Miami Dolphins YouTube must video. It's a must watch. But the very first play is his first interception, and that's against I believe Tennessee Titans. Or I'm sorry, the 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 Tennessee Oilers. Uh, they might have been in Houston still. I'm not sure. I think Chris Chandler was the quarterback. Yeah. And he, you know, you look at that play and you go, oh, he made an interception. Good play by Zach. But he goes out of his way to go this 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 was a great play. But it's a great play because watch Trace Armstrong put pressure on. Him. And he yep. goes, and it's a great play because watch OJ Bergantz basically, you know, hold the receiver long enough so that Zach can get there in time. And he goes, so it may have been a great play, but it was a great play because of this guy and that guy. I just finished it. So I'm you selfish. look at this and it's unselfish and he's giving credit and flowers out to these other guys who helped him be successful, even though that highlight is a Zach Thomas highlight. Right. Um, and then there's other ones, though. But this is what I loved about the honesty. There was another play that during that that seven minute video, Chris, where he's like, well, that one's all me. And he, I think it was against the Raiders when he basically caught a touchdown pass in the end zone, you know, from them. And he's like, oh, that one's all me. I just I knew where they were going. I made the play and I was there. But it's insane to me when you watch those videos and you watch some other ones, just how last second or how he follows what's happening with the quarterback. It's just it's amazing he, to me. He's just the epitome of what a football player should be. So um, well, and it, he talked I, about and this is why he anybody has mentioned him coaching. A yeah. lot of things he said proved why he can't be a great coach. And it, it, he might be able to be one, but it's just like Ed Reed. And, and the way he articulated it was he would watch guys' body language. Mm-hmm. He'd see how they're standing. Yep. If they looked excited, he knew they are maybe getting the ball. If they were looking off to the left and maybe looking and seeing who's going to be the guy running free that they're going to block, he paid attention to every single little articulate de- detail that gave him an advantage. And when you coach, you can't tell someone to just do that. Right. Right. And that's just, it's in your body. Well, so you can't be like, just watch the running back. If he looks nervous, he's getting the ball. What? No, you can't just teach that. Like, and that's open to interpretation too. Right. Correct. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like even if he were to, to tell them everything that he did, it's not like you go, go do the same thing. Oh, that guy looks happy. He's getting the ball. And it turns out he's a decoy and he wasn't getting the ball. And now you're fucked. Like he just, he was so good at that. I mean, he's, he's, he's very underrated with his football IQ. And I think that's what everyone always talks about is how much he prepared and he did, but my God, uh, the dude just, he know he knows ball. That's all I can say as the great Sean Williams would say. And I hated him as a player just because he beat us and was part of that team. But I'm really glad Zach shout, shouted out Kevin Mawai, uh, for because I mean he really got this ball rolling with mm-hmm. mentioning Zach taking time out of his Hall of Fame speech to mention Zach Thomas. I mean it was just huge and the fact that he called him out. Let's end on this though. Let me ask you your opinion. And I don't know if there's been factual about it. Was Jason Taylor there? So like I, I don't uh, think he was there. Like I, he I, mentioned them, but they didn't show him. The silence is deafening when it comes yeah. to Jason Taylor. There's a lot of personal issues there with regards to Jason Taylor being married to Zach's, uh, Zach Thomas's sister in the past. Obviously that did not end well. Uh, I don't know where they're at, but Zach is such a class act that he mentioned Jason in his speech, but I haven't seen anything from Jason Taylor about it. And I, uh, I could make a couple phone calls and, and, and maybe get, uh, an opinion on that, but I feel like maybe it's better to let sleeping dogs lie. I don't like to see dad and dad fight. I love both of those guys as football <laughs> players. And I just, in my mind, I hope they had a personal conversation that, you know, stays personal and never gets repeated out to anybody. And they're, they're good. They're square. And they don't give a shit what the media says or what you and I say or anything else. But uh, yeah, no, it, it stood out to me as well. I, I noticed the same thing. Yeah, definitely notice it. Definitely notice his sister's jawline. Good Lord. They're related. Have you like, seen her? Have you seen his dad? Yeah, they showed him like during the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, chiseled out of marble. How yeah. about him calling out his uh, wife's brothers for telling her not to date him? And then now he's like, now they're wearing my jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was great, man. I can break down that speech. He had a great speech. Wasn't yeah. over the top, was perfect. Mentioned high school coaches, college coaches, teammates. Um, had a hell of a Texas ending with God bless America, you know, all that just absolute perfect speech. I know. And you know, the, the forgotten dolphin junior sale, I mean, every highlight you see is oh, with the chargers rough. and the Patriots, but you know, you could see how much he meant to Zach Thomas on so many levels. And I'm so glad he brought him up because junior sale was a big part of, I used to call him the all name defense at the time. I mean, just so many good players on that defense and junior sale was next level and seemed like the most classiest human being. Um, people that I know that knew Junior Seau say the same thing. So to see him go out of his way to say something about Junior as well was fantastic. I mean, it's just there's 
I'm sure there's been more iconic and memorable speeches in the Hall right. of Fame, but uh, I. But it was a very per- Zach Thomas speech. Yes, and it, it, it was great. It was perfect, and he went first. And they should have. And I think the Hall of Fame did it right. Joe Thomas needed to go last. You're going to have a Dallas Cowboy in there. He's probably going to get a lot of pub as well. But you started off. It's like if you can't be the main event of WrestleMania, you want to be the first match because everyone's going to be up and ready to go. So him going first, I think, made all the sense in the world. Get him up there. Let the Dolphins fan have their moment. You know, here's why, too. If he doesn't, if he doesn't go, all those other Hall of Famers who are deserving, they're going to get railroaded by the Miami Dolphins that are in that stadium and or you know at that uh, ceremony. So you you strategically put Zach first. You let the Dolphins fans get it out of their system, have a good time, and move on from there. So I, I love it. I, I wouldn't change anything else about that, other than the fact that I could have flown in two days earlier than I did. You dumbass. Now you got a 20-minute <laughs> flight tomorrow. Enjoy. Karma. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I just, I, I, I hope the plane crashes. It's 10 minutes Jesus in. Jesus Christ. 10 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you land, buddy. I want to keep doing this with you. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good season. So uh, any final predictions for the Atlanta Falcons-Miami Dolphins preseason game number one? What's the score going to be? What uh, What's going to happen here, Chris? 23 to 17. It's it's Dolphins win. Okay, home, well, there you go. Opener, sure. I'm going to go with 42 <laughs> to 38. Atlanta Falcons somehow pull it off and uh, piss off Miami Dolphins fans everywhere. We'll be okay. I'm sure somebody will overreact. <laughs> uh well well speaking of overreact shout out to oj mcduffie who um i i I talked to oj the other day after i don't know if you saw his uh clapbacks on twitter or not but um oj mcduffie has had it with the negative fan base and uh (laughs) went absolutely fucking batshit crazy in a good way uh on defense of the miami dolphins current team on defense of i think every player that's ever had criticism against somebody who's never played or been around the game before um and i talked to him and said i think you might be like top like he might be top five all-time favorite dolphins uh because of his social media presence and how he interacts with fans right now and for standing up for what's right. So I told him he, he really needs to do a video where he talks about fan etiquette, what to and not to do when right. you are watching this as a fan, thinking you're a journalist. And then that's probably a shot at you and I. But um, I, I don't know if you saw any of that, but holy shit, did OJ McDuffie come out hard the other day? Yeah, no, good for him. I saw people commenting, is this about the juice thing and stuff? So I'll have to look more into it. I didn't get into detail, but uh, that sounds fun. Uh, sounds interesting because we've been pretty positive our careers in, in, in this podcast. So most of the time, unless it's Jakeem Grant or Defonte Parker, but uh, we've been pretty positive. And uh, I, I think they know that players that are aware of our podcast know that. And uh, the, the people that listen know that, I mean, like we're yeah. just trying to be fans, man, and have fun and talk about the dolphins, not like, you know, shit on somebody that's got a professional career attached to it. No, no. I mean, look, it's, it, you and I both know, and you and I, we can't say it on there, but we know players on the team that are, are listening to this show. Um, and, and yes, we know, hello, it's, uh, they're probably listening right now, but um, it, it doesn't mean you can't criticize them. Doesn't mean you can't question certain things, but you also can't be an asshole about it. Like just right. don't be an asshole all the time. I mean, it's not like it's Dallas Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, but uh, which by the way, he texted me the other day. He's like, this Liam guy sucks. I'm like, this is a lot coming from Dallas Thomas, but um, <laughs> none of that happened. That was a lie. But um, anyway, I, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, a, it's fun to see you. I'm glad you're back. I, I don't appreciate the hat uh but what's funny about this is that we talked about cores for like 25 you <laughs> keep the hat on and, and it's behind I'm, me the whole time i know i, I, mean, Coors, that too. I know this is, we're not even brought to you by cores i think uh what gametime.co and betonline.ag are national sponsors <laughs> but cores if you want to give us a couple of six packs uh we'll drink it and we'll be uh we'll pretend it's ireland and we'll just drink it and drink it and drink it i'll take some silver bullets absolutely mountains are always blue in my house All right. Well, uh, Chris, with that, I don't know if there's anything else to say. So on behalf of myself and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer and everybody at the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag, the only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfect Bill. Later. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy, thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was like super hot. And then I um dropped it. And now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.